We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's talk a little spring football. There were some big spring football games this weekend. Of course, there was. Uh, you wrote a story yesterday about uh, the Alabama spring game. We can start with that. We'll touch on Colorado. We'll touch on some Notre Dame. Uh, but first, Alabama. They had their their spring game. There was you know questions of quarterback uh, entering the spring game. I think uh, they'll probably continue into the fall. I know you watched it closely. The reports. From Tuscaloosa said uh, Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson were a bit inconsistent, had their moments, didn't have their moments. Uh, we heard rumors before the spring game that Alabama may be in the transfer uh, portal market, uh, maybe even Tyler Van Dyke, who, who squashed those rumors uh, a few days later. But uh, what did you think of the Alabama spring game and specifically the, the QBs? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. 
This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Um, if they don't go to the portal, it will probably be Jalen Milrow. And they're going to have to change up their offense a little bit. Uh, not like completely, but inconsistent. That That's Jalen Milrow. He made some fantastic throws. And for me, with quarterbacks, it always comes down to two things. And Alabama, let, let's be real, they've been spoiled for about five years because they had Tua, who was super efficient. They had Mac Jones, who was a Heisman finalist, had a record-setting season. Then they have the magician in Bryce Young, who may go number one. Not to mention Jalen Hurts before that. So like what I wrote yesterday is their offense may revert back to what it was when Jalen Hurts was a freshman because Jalen Milrow is a tremendous running talent. He is a little inconsistent. He makes some bad throws and then he'll make a throw that you're like, wow, how did he do that? So, and that was kind of Jalen Hurts early in his career. So I think that's where they're going to end up going if they don't go in the transfer portal. I know our instinct as writers is to look at the freshman and Eli Holstein and Lonergan had their moments, but they're not going to start in week one. They're, they're just not. And and I think the fact that he had Milrow in there late, lived with the mistakes, hard to say because they weren't tackling that he took eight quote-unquote sacks, but maybe that's four because of his running ability. So right. there's a lot – there's some concerns in Alabama because it's good enough to win 10, 11 games, but I don't know if what I saw offensively is good enough to win a national championship. Yeah, the question if you so if you're going to be breaking in a new quarterback – is he surrounded with a ton of talent? Like last year's Alabama team had the talent at quarterback, had the talent at running back and Jameer Gibbs, but like the offensive line was not as great as it usually was. The receiver said they, Bryce Young was not surrounded by tons right. of talent. Like Mac Jones was surrounded by tons of talent right. at Alabama. Will Jalen Monroe be surrounded by tons of talent? Well, I, Justin Haynes is nice. They've got a nice freshman running back. I think they'll have a committee and they'll feature him somewhat as the season wears on. Uh, he's super talented. Uh, wears 22, looked good, scored three touchdowns. Receiver-wise, they have a bunch of receivers, but I don't know that they have a Jamison Williams or a you know some of those frontline talents that Mac Jones was thrown to, like Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. Kendrick Law's good. Um, Ja'Cory Brooks and Jermaine Burton are inconsistent right now. Jermaine Burton had a couple drops in that game that he's got to be better. And that might, you've got a point. I mean, part of the reason with the Alabama last year, when I watched them, I didn't watch an offense where I was like with Mac Jones and those receivers. So it's like, I don't know how you stop these guys. And and, and, Mac, I, and Mac yeah. Jones had all day to throw right. as well. I was like, you're not stopping that offense. And that will be a question mark. I do think Alabama still has a ridiculous amount of talent. They have some really good freshmen that popped. I, I mentioned Haynes um, that downs on defense. They have a safety that he's probably going to play. So they're, they're going to be fine. And people overreact to Alabama naturally because it's Alabama. But 
If they don't go in the portal in the next week, I'm pretty comfortable saying I think Milrow will be the guy in week one. Yeah, I think the offensive line is, is going to be a big issue for them. I think that's um, that's how you break in a new quarterback, and I think that's where you know Bryce Young covered up a lot of ills, right? His scrambling ability, his ability to like make a last-second decision, stay poised in the pocket, and all the things that are going to help him in the, in the NFL draft and when he's a rookie next year. But their offensive line needs to, you know, it was a, an assembly line of first-round picks for years, and then it dipped off a little bit last year. I remember they they started a transfer from Vanderbilt. I, you know, follow Vanderbilt pretty closely, and he was not an outstanding player necessarily at Vanderbilt. So um, that, would, to me, was a sign that, you know, things weren't quite at Alabama standards, and then that kind of showed up on the field. So uh, we will see. That will be a key key element to look for when we when we look ahead to the Tide. Um, you know, the, the two four-stars you mentioned, did either of them, you know, have a leg up on the other, you think, or, or you didn't see enough of those two guys? Uh, Lon- Lonergan looked pretty good. Uh, okay. Baseball player, good arm. Um, okay. But, you know, they, they're pretty even. They alternated series with them and some good throws. I mean, those two, like what it comes down to me when I watch quarterbacks, and I'm not a guru by any means, but I watch <laughs> their completion percentage one, and I watch how many times can they do they make a good throw of 20 yards or more. Because that to me is the game. Can you – and how they play in the intermediate box, obviously, with their accuracy, but – which quarterback can push the ball down the field and make good throws that are accurate throws. And, and Lonergan made a few and I'm not shortchanging Simpson either. Uh, he, he had a couple, they had a couple drops on some of his throws, but he missed one in the red zone. He threw an interception. What drives Nick Saban crazy. It was, it was wild to me, Bill. There was a sequence where Simpson threw an interception in the red zone, which makes Nick Saban throw his headset and then throwing it out of the end zone Milrow threw an interception. So I was like, if he had a headset on, which he didn't, that headset would have gotten broken at that point. So, and and that's the other thing with, and Saban talked about that after the game was it's the quarterback that that gets the ball, knows what he's doing, doesn't make mistakes and is efficient. And that's quarterback play to me. 65% completion percentage, doesn't throw picks, can push the ball down the field. The guy that's closest to those things is going to start for Alabama. All right, let's move on to Boulder, Colorado. In the snow, in the wind, in the sleet, and uh, you know, crazy, crazy bad weather. But I think uh, if you were on college football Twitter on Saturday, you saw the comparison of the uh, the, the panning shots of the empty stadium from 2022 spring game to the absolute full stadium in 2023. It was very cool to see. Uh, he was out, Coach Prime, out in, in full force. Shadur Sanders. Through a touchdown pass to Travis Hunter so at the end of the first drive, all was well in uh, in Boulder. Uh, there were some special teams miscues uh, that uh, that Dion was not happy with, and because of the snow, we didn't get to see Ralphie run the field or anything like that. But uh, generally speaking, I think it lived up to the hype as much as it could. Uh, what, what what did you expect out of the Colorado spring game, and then and then what did you see? Well, uh, you know, the the talent level isn't what it's going to need to be for them to be serious about contending yet, but they have some special pieces. Travis Hunter's very good. Shadur Sanders is good. I, I think that's a good start. Um, it, it, I don't know that spring games need to be played in weather like that, but 
you know, the excitement, and Dion does bring that. It was captivating. But what I didn't anticipate, and I know we're going to talk about, is I, it's not so much the game, Bill. It's everything that's happened since that, that has become the news. Yeah, I mean, they, they um, have, what, 18, 18 players have transferred since wow. the spring game, including the, the leading receiver there who had a huge game on Saturday. And he has, uh, he has decided he is going to transfer. Um, I think John Canzano, the terrific writer who covers the Pac-12, he did a, a study of, of what's going on in the Pac-12 transfer por- portal uh, on April 20th, which was actually before the spring game. And Colorado at that point had 29 inbound and 29 outbound at that point. Um, only Arizona state had 32 inbound, but, uh, Colorado was a close second. There was no one else really even close in the league. Um, you know, how do you think this affects the cohesion for, for Dion and the new staff? I mean, that this team that we saw at the spring game it, it might be very different by the time fall rolls around. Well, it's fitting. Like Mitch was talking about, like, I don't think we're going to be able to evaluate Colorado's first few recruiting classes because of this um you know how many of these guys end up transferring I I've been asked this question I think for some the amount of transfers that left offers validation for when people were all heated about that opening speech he made when he said I'm bringing my own luggage you better hit the portal he talked about it bringing his Louis and and that's why I mean if you look at sporting news right now the top story on our site this tells you how much people care about that Top story on our side isn't any of the seven things we wrote about Jordan Love and Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers and probably the biggest trade of the year. It's Colorado has 18 guys in the portal, and here's why. So people mm-hmm. absolutely have their mind made up about him. And I've, 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 as I often do, I try to stay in between. Okay, that that is a high number of guys in the portal. And I saw what Shadur Sanders did with uh, the receiver that uh, – enter the portal and saying that he used that as his, you know, and it was, he called, I think crooked business or something. Um, it, it's not good to have that many guys in the portal, but I don't know that it's going to matter given the talent I saw on the field on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Dion's not for everybody, right? He's very distinctive with his personality. I'm I don't know. Um, you know, how he treats the players individually, but like, it seems he's got some old school to him and it's definitely, uh, you know, he, he's, he tries to relate to the younger guys in a certain extent, but he's also kind of old school. And I don't know, you know, I, like I said, I don't know if it's for everybody. I don't know how many guys they're transferring on their own accord or the coaches are saying, you know, we're, we're going to replace you. We're going to recruit over you. Why don't you hit the portal? So um, I don't know. It, it's an interesting one to follow for sure. Well, well, you know, I'm glad think, I'm not in the middle of it. Well, and that's why I say stay in the middle because here's here's my fearless prediction for year one, by the way. Some people, when he was hired there, say, oh, he's going to create the U and it's going to be the next Miami. I think, no, they're not going to win five national titles and recruit <laughs> an entire NFL team because they don't. Boulder, Colorado doesn't have the recruiting base that Dade County does and what Miami was able to do in the 80s and 90s. So let's scratch that off. And then there's other people saying this is going to be a complete failure and they'll use these transfers as justification. And I'm like, no, because I do like his old school sensibilities. I like that he has some flash to the – you need to attract attention to your program when you come in. 
He's not running around like Jim Harbaugh did with his shirt out off and at satellite camps and doing that kind of thing. He's bringing attention to the program. You need that. Dion brings that. I think what's going to happen this year, and you wrote this down, their schedule is who? Who they play? Like TCU. So what coaches? You said Sonny Dykes, Matt Rule, Lincoln Riley by October 1st. Yes. Good chance they're one and four. <laughs> and good chance I'm still not worried about it because what I think is going to happen is there's going to be a ton of hype. They're going to struggle early. They'll probably get better late in the season. They'll probably end up like four and eight or five and seven, maybe even three and nine at worst. And that's fine. And then you get into year two, start getting as recruits. And and some of that, you know, in between, you're going to have some great plays from Hunter and Sanders. So they just need more talent. If we've learned anything from today's podcast, it's what did Mitch say? Sign the best players and you'll have the best teams. I'm going to, I think they should print that t-shirt at the athletic and I might buy one. So, uh, you know, that, that would be a good one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, Colorado, it's just it's amazing. The the ticket, the season tickets are sold out before the season started, which is just incredible to me. They were hoping, hoping to have maybe two sellouts in September because they had uh Nebraska coming in and USC coming in and it was going to be exciting and and things like that. Like maybe we can have two whole sellouts by the end of September and it's April and the entire season is sold out. He sold out the spring game and they sold tickets for 10 bucks a pop. So, I mean, that's $450,000 that just didn't exist last year. They, they were tickets were free and 2,000 people showed up last year. So you just found $450,000. So, you know, Dion, create some headaches and he also creates some headlines he creates some money um so we'll see how it all plays out it's going to be fascinating it's going to be fun to watch uh our final spring game we want to talk about notre dame uh sam hartman had some uh reports coming out of south bend that he was having a little trouble early on picking up the offense surprisingly you know sixth year in college uh but at the scrimmage before the spring game he was supposedly cooking and then uh, Saturday, in, in some, again, bad conditions, similar to, to Boulder, he, he played really well, um, better than, than Tyler Buckner did. Um, you know, there's no official he won, he lost kind of thing. But the, jobs was, uh, the job was always Hartman's to lose, and it was the intention to kind of, you know, have Hartman uh, be the number one guy when they brought him in from Wake Forest. It was just good reinforcement, I think, from the Notre Dame coaching staff and the Notre Dame fans uh, that to see Hartman play well, uh, there was, you know, three wide receivers that were mid-roll, mid-year enrollees from freshmen. Who Jaden Gatehouse was really good. They, they all played pretty well. 
and uh, made them feel better about the fact that Lorenzo Styles has entered the transfer portal. He was going to be a guy, I think on paper, that you know people would point to as a guy they were going to count on. Uh, he's no longer there, but there's some freshmen that have stepped up. Um, and, and you know, we, I listened to uh, Brian Driscoll's podcast on Irish Breakdown, our good friend. He covers that team inside and out, and he was pleased again with what he saw uh from the offense a little more verticality to it um and just uh you know a good performance by hartman did, uh, did you check catch, catch any of the notre dame game and what are your thoughts out there no i'm not gonna lie i haven't watched it yet it's on the dvr so that's on the to-do list so i don't want to weigh in too much but from what you've said one of the interesting things brian talked to us about because obviously he's in as in depth as you can get about Notre Dame is and what I do want to see when I do watch it is what the personnel groupings are around Hartman you know how are they throwing it down the field with that verticality where are they throwing it down the field you mentioned Lorenzo Styles that was a bit of a surprise obviously he's I'm in his hometown in Pickerington so you know there was talk about him moving the corner and his brother's a pretty nice corner slash safety slash linebacker for Ohio State so a lot of people around here are at least wondering out loud with not, I have nothing behind it, but everybody's wondering if he'll end up back at Ohio State with his brother where his dad played, which wouldn't be a surprise. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but with Notre Dame, I think it, it is that passing game. They ran the ball effectively last year. We know what they're going to get on that side. And the affirmation that, hey, we, we went and got the ACC's all-time touchdown leader and second in passing yards. Um, I remember that trochi trivia. Uh, <laughs> that he's the guy that can maybe push them to an 11 win season. And, and to me, again, it's, this is such a myopic view, but I, I, I want to see what they got when Ohio state comes to town. Is it different than last year? And I think Hartman will present the Ohio state defense with challenges that Tyler Buckner didn't last year. Yep. Yep. And uh, you know, I think the pieces are in place offensively. You know, I think they, they've got talent on the offensive line. They're happy with some of their young receivers from what I'm understanding. And, you know, the running back room has got Logan Diggs and, and Audrey Gestamine. And so they moved Chris Tyree to a slot receiver to get him on the field. And he was showing some good hands during the spring and everything like that. So that's, you know, I don't think their tight ends are nearly as good, obviously. Uh, they won't be in 12 personnel a lot. So to get Tyree on the field as a slot guy is, is, is use, using your talent to the, to, to the best you can getting all your weapons out there. Um, I think Tyree looked good on Saturday. And he's a guy that, you know, came in with a lot of hype and hasn't totally produced yet. It's been a crowded running back room. Maybe he's found his spot that he can kind of attack uh, from the slot. So good uh, on Notre Dame. I think it was, um, you know, a, a positive spring. They had a bumpy ride there, hire an offensive coordinator. That was kind of a cluster for a little while, but things seem to have settled in. And uh, I think they feel upbeat as they wrap things up and head into the summer. Uh, we will wrap things up here, but first we got to revisit the Trochi trivia. Once again, the question for Mr. Bender is the last team to finish number one in 24 seven composite team recruiting rankings from outside the sec. And you can, you can give it a guess as the year as well. Go for it. That's one of two schools. I, I think it's Ohio state in 13 incorrect you got to go deeper than that further back than that wow that class with like boza and elliot and them didn't 
It's amazing. That's, that's that was wild. the Alabama reign of terror, I think. Okay, so then before that, I mean, do I have to go all the way back to like Miami? You got it, Miami. <laughs> what year? What year though? So two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Oh wow! So it was either Miami or Florida State. If I didn't guess Ohio State, I actually before I started researching thought it was going to be USC. Uh, yeah, they, and, and that would have been my fourth in the mid in the mid 2000s uh miami had a 2008 class and since then from 2009 on it's been either alabama georgia florida or texas a&m wow that or is maybe so cool. lsu might have snuck one in too but that's that's crazy all sec <laughs> that's that's so. well that's why that again the nfl more. draft is a sec infomercial and has been Probably since 2008. So, yeah, very interesting. That is a good one. But is that Miami class? I wonder if that's the one. This brings this whole thing full circle. Is that a – was Central Henderson then or was he later? I'm going to go look that up when we get off. He might. He might have been. So, anyway, all right. Well, thanks to Mitch Light earlier for joining us uh, from The Athletic. Thank you, Bill, for making some time. Thank everybody for listening to the CFB Nation All-America podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you next week. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.